Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level two, this is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. In the words of JR, business is about to pick up, and business has uh, picked up. Double overtimes, blowouts, 29 runs, 19 nothing, apocalyptic skies, and everything else in between gut-wrenching last-second uh, goals as the Tampa Bay Lightning are now two wins away from the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs. The Toronto Raptors and the Boston Celtics one win away from the Eastern Conference Finals where the Miami Heat await. The Los Angeles Clippers uh, making short work of the Denver Nuggets. Uh, they step up. They win. They cover. Game stays way under the number. And I don't know if it's just you, um, you know, and me, uh, that feel this way, if it, this is uh, universal, because I think it uh, pretty much is. Uh, but, you know, while the Raptors and the Celtics battle, and when Jimmy Butler puts on a show right now, and LeBron does his thing, doesn't it feel as if, though, that, like, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, who's beating the Clippers? Like, who's going to beat Kawhi Leonard? I don't think they, uh, the, Boston, the Boston Celtics aren't beating the, the L.A. Clippers. The Miami Heat, I think, could give them a hell of a battle. Yeah, would they beat them? Probably not. And I don't, you know, how the Toronto Raptors going to beat? How the Toronto Raptors, the same team that they were last year without Kawhi Leonard, going to beat Kawhi Leonard? So, if you're betting on futures. It seems to me that the uh, Los Angeles Clippers are the play. But uh, hey, we've been saying this all, all along. And for the record, actually, we picked before the year started the Raptors to play the Clippers in the finals with, unfortunately, the Clippers winning the NBA Finals. We're not there yet. For the record, the Boston Celtics are a game and a half, uh, one and a half point uh, favorites in uh, game uh, seven. Speaking of games, we have game one of the NFL uh, season. Points spread sitting at nine and a half points. Brandon Cooks, uh, questionable for this game, or he could be limited. Uh, They don't have DeAndre Hopkins, but they still have a nice uh, array of wide receivers to work with. We'll break down this game. We're going to run the gauntlet. We're going to talk NFL football. Take a look at the point spreads. It's time. Bruce Buffer style. It's time. Let's roll. NFL is here. The craziness of 2020 continues. Bring it.
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Quickest 140 minutes in sports flying by. Wow. Like, man, there's just, you know, there's so much to get to, and we will. We're going to cram in as much as we can and squeeze in as much as we can. Recap some of the history that was made uh, today. So many things to talk about and put in perspective. Calls, non-calls, epic performances, um, gut-wrenching, late loss for the New York Islanders, who, you know, the Islanders were in Eastern Conference Finals in 1993 and haven't been this this far. They haven't been back to Eastern Conference uh, Finals since, and they fell short uh, then. Uh, We'll get into some of the historical perspective of this a little bit uh, later on, uh, specifically about the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, two who I talked about, but uh, Babano kicking it with us. Uh, one more segment. Let's get down to business uh, here. NFL football. So Babano's looking at the first half under tomorrow and the game uh, under. Let's move forward into the week. Um, the uh, Detroit Lions laying three points to the Bears. No line movement uh, there. Cleveland Browns getting seven and a half uh, at Baltimore right now. Minnesota Vikings laying two and a half. That was three and a half down to two and a half. Uh, Green Bay Packers getting two and a half at Minnesota. Indianapolis lay seven and a half at Jacksonville. Vegas lay three at Carolina. The Miami Dolphins are getting six and a half. Ryan Fitzpatrick, starting quarterback, taking on Cam Newton. Uh, Cam Newton and the Patriots laying six and a half points. Buffalo Bills, six and a half point uh, favorites. The uh, Philadelphia Eagles, five and a half point favorites over the Washington football team. Uh, in Washington, Seattle minus one and a half at Atlanta. Uh, the Chargers minus three and a half at Cincinnati. The Cardinals are getting seven at San Francisco. Tom Tommy B and the Buccaneers getting three and a half at uh, Nolens. The Cowboys three point road shock against the L.A. Rams. And then we got Monday Night Football. Babano, what do you think? Who you like? Uh, in uh, in week one, we talked about Thursday's games. What of uh, out of all these games I just brought up? What do you like? What catches your eye? Yeah, you know, uh, Baltimore, Cleveland. I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna be on the Browns. And usually with a new coach, I'm reluctant to do that, especially in a season like this. But 
you know, the long-term track record for Baltimore in this price range laying more than a touchdown is not the greatest for the Ravens. I believe 11 and 19 ATS, their last uh, 30 games uh, laying more than a touchdown. And to me, this is a little bit different with Cleveland having a new coach because of just how poorly coached they were last year with Freddie Kitchens. I mean, you got guys running draw plays fourth and seven from the 40-yard line. That's all you need to know about just how bad things were coaching-wise, prep-wise with him and the Browns. What I like for the Browns is that their defense looks really good. And being able to – if you're going to stop Lamar Jackson, not maybe stop him, but contain him, you got to be able to put some kind of heat on – and I see a Browns defense coming into this season, Marenzi, that's going to have, you know, Miles Garrett, Sheldon Richardson, Olivier Vernon, you know, assuming Vernon can stay healthy, which I know has been difficult for him. But if they can have those three guys, you know, get some pressure, that's going to be a formidable and better Browns de- defense coming into the season. There's a lot of expectations. Baltimore's offensive line, I don't think, is quite as good coming into the season. The offense is going to be the question mark. What I like for Baker Mayfield, for as frustrating as he was last year, I think he's going to be coached better on the offensive side of the football, prepared better. Game plan will be better this year. And the offensive line does look better for Cleveland. There were some problems with that uh, unit last year. I think they've upgraded it. Divisional game and the divisional underdog trend is very real in game one. Divisional dogs have done very well ATS in week one the last few years. So I'm going to make the case for Cleveland there, Gabe. Yeah, you know what? I think it'll surprise people that – you know, the last four times that these two teams have played. So that's Lamar Jackson, right? You know, two years, that's that's Lamar Jackson. So the last four times these two teams have uh, played, the games have been decided by six points, a, a total of six points. Think That's how close this has been. And, you know, Freddie Kitchens uh, didn't didn't win a lot of games. <laughs> but one, one game that he did win, actually, was against the Baltimore Ravens last year. Actually smoked them. Um, it was early in the season, September the 29th, 40 to 25. Cleveland beat them, 40 to 25. Yeah, I bet Cleveland in that game, Gabe. I was on Cleveland in that very game. I remember it. Yeah, they were getting seven and a half, same number. They were getting seven and a half. Uh, Baltimore beat them 31 um, 15. So they won by 16. Cleveland won by 15. That's Baltimore plus one. So you figure, all right, that was just two games last year. Well, the year before, 26-24, they played a game. Baltimore beat them 26-24, and Cleveland yep. beat them 12-9. Like, you know, you talk about these division games. It's a good point that you raised, too. Cleveland have talent, and it's a lot like Dallas, actually, in which they can't be worse, right? It's not like they're like Freddie. And listen, Garrett, Garrett's Vince Lombardi next to Kitchens. Let's be real. I mean, Fred, Freddie Kitchens, like, you could take a kid that's like a world champion Madden video game NFL player, and he'd be a better coach than Freddie Kitchens. Um, so you're right about that. There's always that that um, you know. There's always that question mark. New coach. You know what my problem with is? I would love this play, but Ben, I'd be all over it. You know, I got two words that concern me about this: Baker Mayfield. It's not a Baker guy. Like that. That's my concern. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I mean, is he going to be able to protect the football and, and you know, not take a sack when and scramble backwards when the pass rush is coming after him? He did that a lot last year, too. I mean, just fundamental stuff that a quarterback that's now been around multiple years as a starter shouldn't be making those kind of miscues. And he did that too much. Here's the one game, Gabe, that I like in terms of the new coach angle and going against the team. 
Is there any team coming into the season with more of a difficult challenge to get everybody on the same page than Matt Rule uh, in Carolina? I mean, this is just a really, really tough situation for him coming into week one here. He's a new head coach in the NFL, never done it at the pro level before, new coordinators, new quarterback, and I like Bridgewater a lot, but still new quarterback in a new system, new coaches and coordinators, a lot of personnel loss on the defensive side of the football for Carolina from last year. I can't, no preseason, limited practice, limited uh, training camp. I can't imagine Carolina being in sync and ready to play their best football here in week one. Now, the flip side is, do you want to lay three with Las Vegas? And I will say this with the Raiders. You know, the early start, 10 a.m. Pacific kickoff, it's not a big deal in week one because you didn't play the week before. So that little negative for the West Coast team traveling east, not a big deal. And, of course, no fans, you know, helps it even more. Raiders apparently, now I'm just, based on what I've read, I haven't seen anything, but what I've read is that they're focused, they look pretty solid, they look like they're trying to get a really, really bad taste out of their mouth from a season that went off the rails for them last year. They do have the continuity that, Carolina doesn't have coming into the season with Gruden back, coordinators back, Derek Carr back, the quarterback. So just that alone, that situation alone has me looking at laying the three, laying the field goal with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. I uh, you raise good points. You raise good points. Well, I will say this though: all the Carolina have challenges. They're rebuilding. And one thing about Matt Rule, and I brought this up a lot. If you look at Matt Rule. Year one, Temple, terrible team. Year two, pretty good. Year three, great. Baylor, year one, terrible team. Year two, pretty good. Year three, great. Right? Like, he's got a little recipe uh, that he uses to build football teams. We'll see. Does it work at the pro level? He has coached in the pros before uh, for for a year. Um, You know, he's tailor-made. But one thing I'll say, there's teams that come in with worse situations, Babano, than Carolina. Like, He's got Christian McCaffrey, Teddy Bridgewater, DJ Moore. Trust me, like, there's there's teams with much worse situations than him. The, dude, the Washington football team doesn't even have a name, Babano, right? Like, they're, they're, the owner's about to be forced to sell the team because it's, like, sex tapes. And, like, trust me, like, there's there's worse situations <laughs> than Carolina. Um, I get what you're saying, though. You know, they're rebuilding on defense. They're stacked on offense, bro. You know, Teddy Bridgewater's good. Christian McCaffrey's a star. DJ Moore's good. Robbie Anderson's good. Curtis Samuel's good. Like, they've got talent on the offensive side of the football. I actually like Carolina plus the three in this football game. Uh, I don't think Carolina Panthers have a great year this year, but I think in week one, uh, they can surprise. But all good points uh, that you raise. You can find uh, Ian Cameron on Twitter, at Babano. And uh, Betting with Babano, new show. Check it out. Get the links on Twitter. Great stuff, Babano. Thanks, Gabe. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you. 
Because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Portrays late night. Going to down. Shout out to our crew, Master Control, Midtown of Manhattan. Shout out to all of our affiliates, SoCal, uh, NorCal, and everyone else uh, in between. Uh, we appreciate uh, you joining us, and uh, we hope you're staying uh, safe in these crazy, crazy times. The end. Uh, the end is near. The apocalypse. <laughs> the orange apocalypse. Man, was that a sign to bet on the San Francisco Giants today? <laughs> like, like I was like. When the sky is orange in a city in which the team's logo is like orange, like that, it was like, yeah, yeah, like how yeah, San Francisco, not to make light of the situation, uh, not not to make light of, of the situation. But uh, thanks to uh, Ian Cameron for kicking it with us and talking about Carolina, an interesting football team. I want to talk about a little bit uh, with, with Carolina. Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater is an um, he's an ATS machine. This guy. Teddy Bridgewater, all he did was win football games and cover football games when he was with the Minnesota Vikings. And I know he cost uh, he cost me $55,000 in a game once. He beat Aaron Rodgers to win the division title. Uh, we finished eighth place in the Super Contest that year. We would have finished in fourth place if Green Bay would have won that game. Minnesota won a game. So trust me, I know all about Teddy Bridgewater winning football games. Um, so yeah, Teddy Bridgewater... And all he did is win football games and cover numbers. Won a division title with the Minnesota Vikings when he was uh, when he took over for the for Drew Brees and injured Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. What happened? What was he five and zero straight up and against the spread? Um, and now uh, you know, and a lot of people think Carolina going to be terrible. Now listen, Carolina, Carolina have some issues. You know, the biggest issue is the division that they play in. Right, the Saints are good. The Bucks are built to win right now. Uh, the Falcons are pretty good. The Falcons are hit or miss good. You know what I mean? So, you know, Carolina, listen, Carolina's not winning this division. Um, you know, and I think that the new owner of Carolina is big hedge fund guy, rich guy from New Jersey, David Tepper. I don't think he's the most patient dude, all right? But at the same point in time, at the same point in time, he didn't hire Matt Rule to fire Matt Rule after one year. So, Matt Rule's got a plan that he's got to put in place. Carolina's an interesting team, though. Like, on offense, they're already built. Like, it's not like the cupboard is bare. That's why I disagree with Ben. He goes, is there there a team with a more difficult circumstance? Yeah, there are teams. I tell you what, Joe Judge, he's in a difficult circumstance. Um, You know, listen, they've got Christian McCaffrey. All right, Christian McCaffrey can move the sticks by himself. All right, so you got Christian McCaffrey, number one. Teddy Bridgewater, you know, more than capable quarterback. And the thing is, 
he's got he's got weapons to work with Teddy Bridgewater. He can he can hand it off or throw it, dump it off, little you know, screen pass to McCaffrey. He can hand it off to McCaffrey. DJ Moore's a stud. Uh, I'm a big Curtis Samuel fan. He's still a kid. That's the thing. Samuel was like young, man. He was like one of the youngest players in NFL history, young, like when he came into the league. Like people don't realize how young he is, that guy still. He's good, fast as hell. You bring in Robbie Anderson, tall dude. They got weapons. Like they're going to be able to move the football. Like they're going to move the football on the Raiders. My question is, is are they going to be able to stop the Raiders ground game? Josh Jacobs, like I can see Carolina's like interior suffering a little bit and struggling a bit here. Yet getting three points, hard to trust the Raiders in this spot, isn't it? Laying three. It's, you know, it's it's on the list, but it's not one of my top picks. It's on the list. I'm looking at it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. So that's that's a game that intrigues me, though. And like I said, I'm I'm always a fan of home underdogs. And, you know, there's already the unknown, right, with no fans and stuff like that, limited fans, no fans. But, you know, getting points in a week one game is always something that I'm looking at here. And Carolina, a football team that could lose games, but, you know, I think they're going to be in football games. I think they're going to be in football games. Raiders, Raiders are, you know, Raiders are okay. You know, Mayock and then Gruden are doing a nice job putting talent uh, on, on the field there. They're building a decent roster. They have to go out and prove it and do it. But, yeah, I'm leading with Carolina plus the points in this football game. I'm leading with Carolina plus the points. We talked about Cleveland and uh, and Baltimore. And uh, our guest, Ian Cameron Babano, you can follow him on Twitter, at Babano, he brought it up. He brought this game up with his game that's uh, got his attention, and I can see why. I understand why. Like I said, my concern is Baker Mayfield. I just, you know, I don't have a lot of confidence in him. I think that he could be better now that he's away from Freddie Kitchens, who was just a yes man for him, and I don't know how accountable Baker was. So I think, and I, you know, Baker used to run his mouth all the time. I like the fact that he hasn't said anything and we haven't heard anything from him. You know, thing was with, with Cleveland is they're they're a pretty stacked roster, man. Like they're loaded, like they're loaded on both sides of the football, actually. So that's the thing. Like when you actually look at this on paper, and it's like, yeah, Baltimore are the hype. But I'll tell you what, too, Baltimore aren't going to be as good this year as they were last year. They're, they're just you're just not. Teams that win like 13 or more football games in the NFL average. I think like 14 team wins. There's only been like 12 or 13, 14 win teams in the last like 10 years or 12 years or whatever. Basically like 10 or 12 of them won like 10.6 games the following year. How many teams go 14 and two every year? They don't, you don't. You know what I mean? Even if they make the playoffs every year. Yeah, yeah, they were 13, they were 14 and two. Yeah, this year they're 11 and five. I'm not saying the Ravens are going to tank, but. You know, you got to remember one thing about the Baltimore Ravens is there's more and more tape on Lamar Jackson. Teams sort of start to figure out how to to really force him not just to throw. And listen, I think Lamar Jackson can throw. But, they, you know, NFL coordinators are sophisticated. Defensive coordinators are smarter than the offensive coordinators, it seems. But they're, 
teams have figured out, all right, make him throw it this way. Make him throw it here, right? Like they, you know, they Baltimore's got to do a better job of of getting him people to throw the ball to. I know they bring in Dobbins. It's not a running back. But, and the thing with Baltimore is, as good as they were last year, and, and Baltimore are in the mix, too. I mean, Baltimore are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. But thing is, you look at that division last year. Cleveland, the wheels fell off. Cleveland have a ton of talent, and the wheels just fell off. Cleveland, poorly coached team, bad chemistry, mouthy quarterback. You know what I mean? It, it, it was a train wreck, Cleveland. Cleveland, um, as you know, a good point by the band earlier, like Stefanowski, they can only be better. Like Freddie Kitchens really was like in that over his head. He never should have been a head coach. So Cleveland are going to be more prepared, more accountable. I mean, come on, man. Freddie Kitchens used to wear stupid T-shirts, antagonizing, and like, you know, like he wasn't professional. And when you're when your coach isn't professional, your players won't be professional. And I saw this firsthand. I'm a Buffalo Bill fan. When Rex Ryan was the coach of the Bills, the Bills led the league in penalties. Rex Ryan's walking around in a Thurman Thomas jersey. He's got pictures of his wife feet in his office. It's like a big joke in like party. And they played like it, right? They had pinball machines and pool tables in, 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 in the locker room. Sean McDermott showed up, threw everything out. And, you know, the Bills are one of the least penalized teams now because if you get a bunch of penalties, McDermott will bench you, right? And it's the same, it was the same thing with Cleveland last year. They're like, whatever, our coach is an idiot. He doesn't care. These guy's just drinking beer and just buddies with Baker Mayfield. He's not like an authoritative guy. So, yeah, I'll hit someone in the face with my helmet. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, if Bill Parcells is doing there, you think Miles Garrett's going to do that? No, right? Like, it all starts at the top in, in the NFL. Like, you need an authoritative guy. Like, I remember Kyle Turley told me that. And I said, Kyle, you, you know, when, when they hired Rex Ryan with Buffalo, I said, would you, you know, I imagine you like to play for Rex. And he goes, listen, I know Rex. I've met him. Really nice guy in real life. Nice guy. Type of guy you want to have a beer with and talk football. But he goes, he's not. He can't run an NFL room. And Kyle Turley called this years ago. And he said, quite frankly, he goes, he's too much of a fan. He goes, he's too nice. He's too, like, he goes, and he said, he brought it up. All NFL players will tell you that. They all say the same thing. Like, they said, man, like, you need kind of, like, you kind of need to be a jerk to be a football coach. <laughs> like, dude, you've got 53 psychopaths on your team. And uh, let's not say 53 psychopaths, but I don't know, like, 38 psychopaths, seven prima donnas, a couple of mega superstars. You got to deal with 16 different agents. Like, right? Like, there's a lot of stuff to deal with. And if you're a pushover, then, you know, it'll, it'll trickle down, right? Like, if you look like most of the successful football teams, the coaches are pretty hard ass. And doesn't mean like they're all like they're jerks, but, you know, I don't, I don't mean like jerk them. I mean, like being mean to your players, but. You can't just be one of the guys. It doesn't work. Like, it doesn't work. It it never has. It won't work. Not in football. Basketball, it can work. Basketball is different. Like, basketball, man, the number one job of being a coach is don't upset the player. Like, you know what I mean? That's the number one job. Do not upset your star players. Football is different. Like, football, you got to control people. Otherwise, like, you know, you got Antonio Brown throwing rocks at people and not showing up and stuff. (laughs) You hear where I'm going? I should give a. I, I've been to enough coaching seminars, all right? I used to do the banquet scene. So, yeah, Cleveland's interesting, though, getting seven and a half in this game. I like it. I like it. It's, it's, it's ballsy, bold. 
ballsy and bold. Uh, getting getting seven and a half points, no problem. Uh, we were talking about Carolina. Carolina getting three points. I think that's attractive as well. The, the Chicago-Detroit game, that game just has push written all over it. I think Detroit's going to win by three. I think Detroit's going to win by three. We'll get into a couple of these other underdogs who I think are kind of attractive. One game, Joe Burrow's debut. If you really are the, can you trust the Chargers to go into Ohio and win by four points on the road in week one? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Oh, I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. Take the ball. That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. Sports Rage Late Night. I am Gabriel Moranci. Hard to um, hard to uh, remember what day uh, it is. Uh, you know, it's crazy hubs, bubbles, pandemics, apocalyptic skies, and everything else in between. Um, but I do know that it's NFL Day um, tomorrow night. We're, we're going to be talking to you. We're going to be uh, recapping the uh, first NFL game of the season, nine and a half, fifty-three and a half. And I think I think there could be some tens that pop up uh, right now. You know, for the seven-point teaser players uh, out there. A very key number getting two and a half for a seven point teaser, nine and a half down to the two and a half. And the books aren't going to like that. I think they're going to, they're going to bounce this up. I think the public Thursday, uh, Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon, Johnny, um, Johnny six pack and uh, Sally Housecoat will start betting on the game. And I think they'll be taking the Kansas City Chiefs uh, here. Look, there's a big perception. We talked about it. There's a big, you know, oh, they lost DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, okay, they lost DeAndre Hopkins. Um, you know, they still have Will Fuller. Uh, Brandon, they bring in Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is, is hurt already. Although they're saying that he could play, but it's just limited, whatever. Um, you got Kenny Stills. Like, they've got playmakers. They've got guys that can make plays. I'm curious, too. Listen, I wouldn't try, you know, I wouldn't have traded DeAndre Hopkins for a running back. Um, but without being stated, I think Johnson will make some plays uh, for them. And I, I'm a big Deshaun, Deshaun fan. I'm also, I, I also think Kansas City is going to be really good this year, too. But, you know, it's one of these deals I hate going against something that I've talked about so much this week. And I brought it up so much uh, that the Super Bowl champions are 17 and 3 uh, in these spots and 13, 5 and 2 against the spread. But without being stated, I just think the number is too high. I, I just think the number is uh, is too high here. So, no turning back. We'll we'll give you a pick right now. We're going to be on the Houston Texans plus the points. We're going to be on Houston Texans uh, plus the points. And for for the teaser players, you know, you you get the the Houston Texans. You get the Texans up to plus seventeen. Are they really going to get smoked and blown out? 
you know, even if they lose, you know, they lose by seven. You know, they lose by seven. I don't know if they can lose by, I don't know if they'll lose by 10. I look forward to finding out. That's, that's what, you know, that's the great thing about this. That's why there's sports books. <laughs> I look forward to finding out if my opinion is right. I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is. Uh, you know, has it been our best week for us for picks? We've had bad luck, man. Look, we took the Baltimore Orioles today. We jump in on the Orioles. Orioles are winning 5-1, man. They end up losing a baseball game. Like, baseball, like, is, you know, I've never seen a year like this. It's actually been this for a couple of years, but this year is even crazier. And I don't know, I don't know what it is. I don't know, like, if it's the, the pitching rule changes or, like, what, what the deal is. But, you know, like, normally, like, in the old days, and I'm not even talking that old. Let's say 10 years, 15 years ago and stuff. Like, you know, Roger Clemens and, you know, Randy Johnson days and stuff like that. You know, like when you had a four nothing lead in a baseball game, you felt pretty good about it. Like, you know what? Yeah, we're we're, we're we feel pretty good about this. I think we're we're gonna win this game. Now, dude, four nothing means nothing. I mean, remember the the stupidity of this earlier this year when Fernando Tatis hit a grand slam in like an eight two baseball game late in the game. It's like, are you kidding me? Or was it was ten two? Yeah, it was ten two, and his grand slam made it fourteen two. It's like you got an eight run lead. Are you kidding me? Dude, the Blue Jays scored 10 runs in an inning the other day. Like we talked about this at the time. It happens almost daily now. It happens daily. Dude, the Atlanta Braves just scored 29 runs tonight. The Milwaukee Brewers, imagine that. The Milwaukee Brewers scored 19 runs today, and now they're not even the highest scoring team in baseball today. Think about that. The strikeout props have been very profitable. And I wish I would have been more adamant and gotten to them earlier. Um, you know, I used to bet no run in the first inning often when it comes to baseball, but these strikeout prop bets, guys, you know, they're money. And it doesn't mean that every game goes over, the strikeout props. you got to pick your spots. You've got to do the research and go through each pitcher. But, man, we've been nailing this stuff. Like, literally, we were like 14-2 and two last week with the uh, the pitching props. We haven't done them as much this week. We got caught up in a basketball, and truth be told, um, the 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 books, FanDuel and and others, they haven't been posting strikeout props for every game now, because there's been so many games that are double headers, and there's so many weird seven inning things that they don't, you know, they're they're they haven't been as much. So. You know, like today was more of a normal day in baseball with the games and the schedule, so there was more pitching props up, and we went three and one with them. But basically, it's not rocket science. It's just like play to the trend, right? So we know this. Baseball is all home runs and strikeouts. That's all it is. There's no contact anymore. There's no bang, bang plays at the plate. It's like illegal. You can't even, like, do anything. You can't even skinny slide anymore. I think that's against the rules. You know what I mean? Like, you can't do anything. There's no... Like, honestly, like, you or I could play, like, a an infield, outfield position in Major League Baseball now, and the ball might come to you four or five times. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you might, you know, we might be able to fake it, actually. Like, put me in, um, yeah, I don't know, third base, you might be able to avoid it. I really wouldn't want to play any Major League Baseball position, to be honest. Like, people think about... Uh, People think about, like, oh, you're going to get killed playing football or something like that. You get seriously hurt playing baseball. 
there's no way in hell I'd want to I'd stand on the hot corner of a major league baseball diamond. Like my my reflexes are not fast enough. Like if there was a line drive, if Bryce Harper hit a line drive down the third baseline, like I'm dead. I'm taking a ball, it's crushing my face, I'm done. Like they're just, you know, I've seen people like get severely injured playing softball. So like I've seen man, I've seen people like I am I saw one guy his face implode, man. It was actually hard to watch, but he tried to play hero and he tried to like one hop something on his knee. I, I when I saw it in slow motion, like developing, I was like, this is not gonna end well. Like buddy, like just ripped one with an aluminum bat, like right off a hard infield sort of like gravelly <laughs> infield. The ball took a one hop, hit the guy right in the face, third baseman. I'm like, oh yeah, he's done. He's done. Oh, he was done. You guy needed practically needed reconstructive surgery. Let me tell you, I've seen people run into poles playing softball. <laughs> like, like people don't realize that. People, people, people don't realize that. Like, shortstops and other positioning, you get your head taken off. So I don't really think I'd want to play any position actually at Major League Baseball. Like catcher, I can handle. I was a catcher and I was a catcher. I can handle being a catcher. My hand would hurt, but at least yeah, I can handle it. <laughs> I don't want to like take a line drive. Center field or something like that, I'd be exposed. Right? I'm just saying, like, center fielders actually do have to make plays. In the outfield, you'd have to make plays. But my whole point is, with these strikeout props, players swing for defenses all the time. So they're either trying to hit a home run or they strike out. So there's just there's a lot of strikeouts in the games to begin with. So you just identify, you know, which which strikeout props are the best ones to hit. and We've we've had a ton of success with this. We're not going to get away from it. We'll we'll stay on top of it tomorrow as well. So uh, countdown is on. Houston Texans plus nine and a half, over under fifty three and a half in this football game. Tune into game time decisions. Uh, we'll uh, we'll break down the props. And you know not, nothing's easy about this because. Because of the, man, there's just so many unknowns, yet I don't think there's going to be a ton of running going on in this football game. That's my concern with Babano's total, and I don't endorse it. I endorse his Cleveland Brown pick. I do not endorse the the under pick in this game. Although it could, I'm not saying take the over, but I'm not endorsing the under. My point is, though, yeah, Hilaire is good, but... He's a rookie, man. Rookie running backs struggle often. All right? Rookie running backs struggle. The holes close quicker. Like, there's, it's a completely different world. You're rolling the dice with a rookie running back. Not to mention, all it takes is, like, one time, man. A rookie running back's out there. Quarterback gets blindsided. Man, yeah, boom. Good luck uh, getting back on the field, kid. You know, like, that's it's a big thing. I remember in, in, in Indianapolis for years, how come they don't play Marlon Mackmore? Because he gets the quarterback killed all the time. People don't realize that. They just think it's like, oh, you run with the ball, la da No. Yeah, Hilaire can run with the ball, but, you know, it's a lot different running in the SEC than it is running in the NFL. The holes close a hell of a lot faster, all right? And you've got to be able to pass protect. So I'm just saying, listen, you got Mahomes. You've got weapons, right? You've got Mahomes. You've got a million weapons to throw the football to. Uh, you don't have Damian Williams. you got a rookie running back. On the other side of the field, very similar situation. You got Deshaun Watson, who's going to run, you know, who can throw the football. Deshaun loves throwing bombs. 
He loves throwing bombs to Fuller. Like you know, they, they, it's not you know the Texans ground game could be all right with Johnson and Johnson, but they're both sort of pass. They're both built to pass the football. Mahomes' prop is three hundred and one and a half passing yards. And I tell you what, I don't even have to look up last year's game law because you guys know I'm the football prop king. Mahomes isn't a 300-yard guy. He makes like a few big plays, but he's not like a stat king monster. It's you know, it's an interesting you know dynamic with him. But the offense kind of struggled last year, as crazy as that sounds, Kansas City. Like Kansas City could be better this year if it wasn't in a weird spot. Deshaun Watson is 200. And 66 and a half passing yards. You got to believe as well that they're going to be playing from behind. You know, that's that's something that uh, I'll be uh, I'll be looking at here. Deshaun Watson over 266 and a half uh, passing yards. Like I said, even if the game stays under, it's still going to be a pass heavy game. We're talking about baseball. It's all home runs. Whatever, dude. Football, it's passing, right? Yeah, we talk about teams that are successful running the football, but these teams, like, you know, they're not running teams. They're 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 just not like they're they're built to throw the football. So I think I think we're in a good spot actually. I think we're in a good spot to um to hit the over, over passing yards. Deshaun uh, Watson, two hundred and sixty six and a half. David Johnson's rushing yard prop is forty eight and a half yards. Edward Zolaire, 51 and a half rushing yards. 51 and a half rushing yards for the kids' debut. Will Fuller, 63 and a half. I think Will Fuller goes over this number. Will Fuller's a bomb guy. All it'll take is one, maybe two passes. And uh, Will Fuller can hit this. Tyreek Hill, receiving yards, 71 and a half. Travis Kelsey, who's kind of banged up, but I know he's playing, 68 and a half. Sammy Watkins, 42 and a half. Those are your uh, receiving yard uh, props, receiving and rushing yard props. Interesting. Edwards Hilaire, the fresh uh, Prince of Hilaire, 51 and a half yards. 51 and a half. And David Johnson, 48 uh, and a half. The prop that catches my eye here, Deshaun Watson, over 266 and a half passing yards. That UAB-Miami Hurricane game, too. I think it gets there. I think it's going to go over the number. We'll be playing that. Great to be handicapping some football. Sports Rage Late Night, bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. All right, we're getting closer. Countdown to kickoff. Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, can they become the first uh, team to repeat as Super Bowl champions since the New England Patriots? And what was it, 2004 and five? It's been a long time. Been a while. Um, it's been a while. And I tell you what, this year 
it feels like it's advantageous for a team to repeat more so than it has been in any other past year. Like there, dude, there's been no, there's, there's been no training camp. Twenty-one days of practice. Twenty-one days of camp. Was it ten days with with with, with pads on and, and tackling? Like, how are you supposed to change anything? You know what I mean? Like, Babano was talking about how he thought Matt Rule was in a tough spot, and I get it. Uh, Matt Rule's taking over a new program. Totally, I get it. Same with Joe Judge. You know, you don't know the players. You, there's not a lot of time. You've had Zoom meetings and stuff. Everything's very, you know, weird. You figure teams with sort of the same players will be in a better situation and already know the playbook and already know everything, what they want to do. Yet, I don't know, man. 2020, there's no logic in 2020 anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Like At this point, I don't know. One thing I can tell you, the Clippers are one win away from ending a 49-year drought. A 49-year drought. The Clippers have gone 49 years. They've never made the conference finals. It's the longest streak in NBA, NHL, NFL, Major League Baseball history. 49 years. You don't think Kawhi Leonard's the, the real king? That's all you need to know right there. <laughs> 49 years, man. These guys never made it to the conference finals. All right, Kawhi Leonard goes there, and yeah, that's all you need to know. For the record, if you're wondering who the um, the second longest record of futility as far as making it to a conference finals is concerned, the Hornets. The Hornets. The Hornets have been in the league for 30 years and have never made the conference finals before. That's hardcore. All right, we're taking the uh, we're taking the Texans plus the points. I like that UAB Miami Hurricane game. We go over the number. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.